Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 10th of August, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT on the USA Network. Yep, on the USA Network, they're off of sci-fi, which is good to see, but with that, I thought the show itself, the first hour, to me, kind of dragged just a little but then once we got into that second hour, the show hit its stride, it flowed, and had some good stuff on it. So overall, I'd say I liked the show. If I had to give it a rating, I guess I'd go with a seven and a half. Seven and a quarter. I can't go full seven and a half because I thought that first hour felt very long. But for the most part, I did enjoy tonight's show on the USA Network. But with that, I want to say thank you. For joining me here, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways, either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel that you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. On the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Those go a long way to helping us keep the channel going. Also remember, you can subscribe as a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to exclusive news, early access to non-news videos, early access to podcast episodes, and so much more. The most direct way to support us is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And if you miss any of this podcast, or any of our other podcasts, and say, eh, I don't want to watch it as a video, I want to just listen to it. Well, you can do so by heading over to multiple different podcast platforms like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, and more to listen to any of our podcasts and reviews on audio, not just here on YouTube on video. But with that, let's jump in and talk about tonight's NXT on the USA Network that kicked off with a match between um, Dakota Kai and Saray almost said Ember Moon because Ember Moon had to miss tonight's NXT. So first thing this morning, the tweet goes out by Ember Moon where she's promoting that she's going to take on Saray tonight. So as of this morning, she probably felt everything was good. But as the day progresses, all of a sudden WWE sends out a tweet and a Facebook post and all that saying, hey, um, by the way, it's Saray versus Dakota Kai. Now the messaging here was a little weird because I'm going to go to WWE website and I think they still have this up because it was like one side doesn't even know what's happening with the other so WWE posts before NXT goes live maybe an hour hour and a half before Dakota Kai has her sights on the NXT woman's title but will turn her attention to Saray in a matchup that will open tonight's NXT then where it gets a little what the fuck Kai was originally slated to face Ember Moon, but Moon was declared unable to compete by NXT medical staff earlier today. Now, no, that's half true, half not. 
Ember Moon was declared not cleared to compete. I don't know exactly what's going on. We've heard that she's not clear, but no real reason was given as to why. Now, it wasn't Kai that was originally slated to face Ember Moon. It was Saray. So I don't know where the information got passed wrong here by whoever wrote this up on WWE.com. But somebody didn't get the right info, and somebody wrote it wrong because it was not Kai versus Moon originally scheduled. It was Saray versus Moon. But we go in, and we do get Saray versus Dakota Kai here tonight. Also, they did mention right off the bat, Beth Phoenix got the night off. She asked for it, I guess. That's what they said. Beth Phoenix asked for a week off, and they said that it was deserving for Beth. Don't know why, but she wasn't there. It was just Vic Joseph and... um. Wade Barrett. Kai was very aggressive early on, and she began with a... She basically began mauling Saray. There were some counters by Saray, and she was caught at one point in a bridging half-crab. Half-crab. Kai got a rope break, but Saray started stomping her. Saray executed a perfect plex before the show went to the picture-and-percher break. There was a, what they call, fighting spirit exchange, where the two just beat the crap out of each other for a moment as we came back from the break. Saray stomped on Kai, and Saray suplexed her. Kai soon fought back, and she hit Saray with a face wash. They traded strikes. Saray delivered a stiff drop kick, and then she went for another, missing the second attempt. Kai then hit some kicks. Saray came back with a near fall. Kai went to kick Saray again, but missed at first. Saray delivered a spinning kick. And went to measure up for a running kick, but Kai cut her off with the big boot in the face in the corner. Kai then covered her and picked up the victory. Also during this match, they said, oh my God, the NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez is here. She's arriving in the parking lot right now. And I go, well, people could just show up whenever. I thought there was a call time to these shows. That you had to be there at a certain time. I hate that shit when they do that. So-and-so just arrived at the building. What is going to happen as they've made their arrival here at the CWC or at the Thunderdome or wherever? It's like, no. No, don't tell us that they're showing up late because that's when they goes, oh, you're late. Well, now you need to go see Regal and get reprimanded. No, no, I hate that shit where it goes, so-and-so just showed up to the building. What's going to happen with their arrival here tonight? No, you could say earlier tonight. No. Where was I? After the match. Uh, uh, after the match, Kai went to kick Saray again. She measured her up, but Gonzalez would run down and run Kai off. Kai would flee. Gonzalez jumped in the ring. She basically said, Chica, come NXT TakeOver. I'm going to tear you apart. It was all right. She showed some aggression. But it was nothing special as far as Raquel Gonzalez coming out. I mean, she looks great. She looks like a star. I'll say that for sure. She's always got that star presence but I don't know it, it it I don't like and this used to be a criticism of of Zelina Vega Zelina used to go in between accents so at, at, during promos at parts she would sound like she's a New Yorker and then at parts she would sound like she's from Miami and I don't like when Raquel Gonzalez does this because she's like Dakota Dakota chica you're not going to be able to take on Raquel Gonzalez like I, I, I'm not a fan of that, where she's talking normal, where she's just got no accent, and then all of a sudden she's got this South Texas Mexican 
accent where she's just like, Dakota, you know what? Come take over. You can come at me. Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT champion, chica. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it turns me off a little when she's going in and out of the South Texas Mexican accent. Wendy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis are set to go on on a date. Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano are not happy about it. They were showing them at their house as Indy was getting ready for the date. Dexter arrived with flowers and Gargano invites him in the house. He's like, you know what? We're going to have to just go with this. We don't want Indy to run away like like um, Austin did. He, he literally goes, who knows where Austin is? Half naked, probably lost in the woods somewhere. And I go, okay, whatever. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Supposed to be a funny line because he ditched them and no one's seen him. Which, not nobody, because he's been doing dark matches before we're on SmackDown. But regardless, Johnny's like, if we don't want uh, Indy to leave, we can't be overprotective and we got to just face up. Or, or, or what's the word did he say? He's like, we got to just live up to what's going to happen here and try to get along with the situation or whatever. But, but, but they're going to keep an eye on her. So Ilya Dragunov said uh, there was a video package for him that he's focused on going after the NXT UK championship yet again and that he will be on the show later on in the night. There was a great promo by Hit Row where they stood around a barrel inside of a storage container. They burned a Mexican luchador mask as like a warning for what they're going to do to Legado del Fantasma. Then we had Ilya Dragunov. And Dragunov came out and said he is not a man of words. He is known for his actions in the ring being his words. He said the path that he is on Words don't mean anything. Pain is what means something. The struggle has meant something. The fighting spirit has meant something. His strength in the first match against Walter meant something. And now he will do the unthinkable at NXT TakeOver 36. He said, you will witness chaos and rage. An unbeatable kingdom will fall when he defeats Walter and becomes the new champion. And then out would come Pete Dunne. Dunne said that he was due a thank you for getting the NXT UK brand over in the first place. Dunn said that he carried European wrestling on his back for many years, and Dunn claimed that Dragunov is not getting the title match. He had to stay up. He said that he had to stay in Europe. He said that that he would have to put Dragunov in his place he said that if he never came to America, Dragunov would not be in this position. Dragunov responded that Dunn got some big words. Dragunov said that he is here because of himself, not anybody else. Dragunov vowed to beat Walter, and that is something that Dunn couldn't do or can't change. Dragunov reminded Dunn that Dunn never beat Walter. Dragunov then challenged Dunn to a match later on tonight. Dunn said after tonight, Dragunov wouldn't make it to NXT TakeOver. Interesting. The match itself was phenomenal. I loved these two working together tonight. Uh, these two worked fantastic together. Uh, we got LA Knight basically belittling and what, what do they 
They lambasting Cameron Grimes in a backstage segment with Mackenzie Mitchell. Grimes stood there and just had a stern look on his face as he took the took the stern talking to. Knight ordered Grimes to put the million dollar title on his shoulder and then said he's got a match later. He's going to prove what he's all about. So we had LA, LA Knight, not LA Grimes, LA Knight against Andre Chase. Not much to this match. Very short, and Knight defeated Chase with a headlock DDT. Knight then ordered Grimes to come into the ring, and he ordered him to kneel at his feet. But out would then come the real million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. DiBiase said that this, this travesty has gone too far. He knows that Grimes is a man of his word and is only doing this Butler stuff because, well, he agreed to the terms of the stipulation. DiBiase said that Grimes has more going for him than being a butler. He should be a champion. DiBiase told Grimes that he believes in him. And Grimes goes, yeah, I I know you do, but I I have to do this. He said, the fans believe in you as well. Knight then cut off DiBiase and was like, enough of this. He said, you want me to punch you in the mouth again, old man? Grimes warned him, don't do that. DiBiase told Knight, shut your mouth. DiBiase told Grimes that he could be anything that he wants to be. DiBiase said that Grimes can even be a champion. DiBiase then said, why don't you give this man one more chance to become the million-dollar champion? And at first, Knight goes, why? I've already done it twice and beat him both times. The Knight goes, wait, hold on. You know what? NXT TakeOver 36, let's do this one more time. But, but, if I win, you're not my butler anymore. He is. You are, old man. He said that if I defeat Cameron Grimes yet again, Ted DiBiase must become my new butler. And Cameron's like, don't do it, Ted. Ted, don't do it, Ted. No, you don't have to do this, Ted. We don't have to go this route. And DiBiase goes, nope. Got a lot of money and I'm a gambling man. I'm going to agree to that. This match is on. And it was officially announced. We got a, a vignette. Little video package here for Gigi Dolan. She won the NXT roster that she is running over everyone. She's not doing it alone. If you remember, I remember it was last week or the week before, there was a video or there was like a segment in the back where it was Mandy Rose with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. I think it's JC Jane or Jassy Jane, something like that. So they're a unit. No, um, Mandy, though, tonight. But Gigi Dolan did take on Amira Miller. The match didn't go that long. Miller showed some fire early. Dolan cut her off. And Dolan won after executing a Cobra Twist Bomb. Wicked cool-looking move. Hard to kind of explain. But Dolan looked strong in winning this short match. Got more of this wacky index stuff. They were on their date. All of a sudden, you hear Rebel Heart to... Pixie, Rebel Heart to Pixie or something like that. I can't remember what he called. Oh, Rebel Heart to Dark Pixie or something like that. He's like, Rebel Heart to Dark Pixie. Do you have eyes on Index? And all of a sudden, Indy's like, did you hear that? Index is just sitting there. She walks over. She moves to the menu and she goes, Candice, what are you doing here? (laughs) And you just hear Johnny on the the fucking two-way radio, the walk-talkie. 
Rebel Heart to Dark Pixie. Rebel Heart to Dark Pixie, are you there? She's like, uh, Johnny, we're on a date. Leave us alone. And Johnny's like, Candace? And Candace grabs her. She's like, um, our, our, our cover's been blown. Our cover's been blown. So next up, we have the face-to-face. It was Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Many security guards in the ring, as well as general manager William Regal. One of those security guards. One of those security guards. was the uh, son of Rick Steiner, which we've seen him play security guard before. It was Bronson Rick Steiner. But somebody like him that's a, I don't want to call him a higher caliber developmental star, but somebody that a lot of people know who he is, I don't think should should be playing the security guard role. I mean, they're not going to put Parker, what's his, Parker Bordeaux in one of these roles. I think he's somebody that they need to just keep off TV till he's ready to make his actual debut. Poison Pixie. That's it. Thank you, Johnson. But I, I know it's nitpicking. But it's like when you have somebody that a lot of the fans are going to recognize because of him signing with the company was made to be a big deal and his picture's been out there and because of who his father is and everything, you keep him off of TV because now he's going to come to TV later and regardless if, if he looks good or not on his debut and stuff, they're going to go, oh, that's that kid that they used as a security guard for a number of segments. Okay, whatever, you know? But regardless, we had this moderated segment here. Where William Regal came down. He said, we're getting the undisputed finale. This match will take place at NXT TakeOver 36. It will be between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, and it will be a two out of three falls match. Each man will get to pick one fall, and if it goes to a third fall, I will make that match. He said, Kyle, please please tell us what the first fall will be. And Kyle starts going, going on saying that he had a lot of different stipulations in mind, but knows, but knows. That if he can just beat Adam Cole, that would devastate Adam Cole. So the first match is a straight-up, single-fall pro wrestling match. His reasoning was that if he can defeat, he can if he can defeat Cole straight up, that will that will bruise Cole's ego, and make him kind of maybe lose a little going into the second fall. Cole then takes the mic and says, "God, you're so predictable. God, you're so delusional." Also, uh, Adam Cole, just fucking amazing on the on the mic. One of the best talkers in all pro wrestling. Also, you think this man went and got himself a spray tan before he went and met Vince last Friday? It sure looks like it. Cole says, you know what this second fall is going to be? It is going to be a match where, yes, you dumped me on the steel steps a couple of weeks ago. I've done the same to you. So this match is going to be a street fight. O'Reilly then said that he'd be willing to do anything to put Cole, quote, down for good. Cole called him a moron. Cole stated that for the last 13 years, O'Reilly has ridden his coattails. Again, Cole's just spitting out lines, and it's coming off so fucking genuine, and it's coming off so sounding real. It doesn't sound scripted. He is, I say this all the time, amazing. Out of everybody in wrestling right now, he is one of my favorites. I think my favorite pro wrestlers in the world right now Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. Brian Danielson, I've been a fan of his since fucking I don't even know how long. Probably like a year or two before he signed with WWE. Adam Cole, I've been a fan for 
a while. I don't know exactly how long. But uh, Adam Cole's just hitting another level right now. Regardless, um, Adam Cole starts yelling at Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle takes his jacket off. He goes, oh, cool, Kyle. That was so stupid. What are you going to do with your jacket off? You going to hit me? You want to try and hit me? And they start brawling and Regal yells, if this goes to a third fall, that match will be contested inside of a steel cage. And I go, yeah, that's what it always is, Regal. Whenever you make two out of three falls matches, the third fall is always a steel cage. So here's how I'm predicting this match goes. Kyle picked the first fall. So Adam Cole wins the first fall. Adam picked the second fall. So Adam or Kyle wins the second fall. As far as the third fall goes, I think Kyle O'Reilly wins because all things are pointing to Adam Cole moving up to the main roster. So we'll see how this all does go. But I think Adam Cole wins the first fall, and then Kyle takes it two falls in a row, two and three. But again, I thought Adam Cole was just, again, on another level with his promo tonight. Him on the mic is always phenomenal. And that that fucking spray tan he had, you know he got that tan before he went and met Vince on Friday. So he looked his best. Next up, Chompa and Thatcher were sitting down, cutting a promo on Ridge Holland. Chompa was about to state that he wants to face um, Ridge Holland. He's like, how about Tommaso Ciampa against Rick? And Thatcher goes, not to cut you off, but let me take this one. Ridge Holland against Timothy Thatcher. And Chompa was like, yeah. And he throws his chair back and stomps. These two are fucking made for each other. Everyone always said, oh, Chompa and Gargano, they're such a great team. They're perfect for each other. No, now that we've got this like just grit, like gritty Champa, him and Thatcher together, oh, they're so good. They're so good together, him and Thatcher. I don't know if they're better than DUI. I don't know if they're better than the dynamic of Champa versus Cole or Champa and Thatcher or Champa and Gargano. But I think these two together, especially the version of Champa we have right now, they're just so good. So good. Then we got a video package with more tag team stuff. Basically, Imperium saying they want a tag title shot. MSK making fun of them. And saying that they're the soul of the tag team division and this and that. Next up, we had a semifinal match in the NXT breakout tournament where the winner moves on to the main event. Not much into the, not much happened during this match. It was Odyssey Jones and Trey Baxter where... Well, it was David versus Goliath. And Odyssey Jones was the Goliath that picked up the win. He then cut a promo, big baby face promo afterwards. He thanked his mom or he thanked the fans for being behind him, told his mama that he's done it and he's going to the finals. And my first thought was, oh, I bet you this guy is why they got rid of Bronson Reed. They've got their new Mark Henry. Now, the word going has always been since Braun Strowman was released, Ron's a big guy, and that was his his thing. Well, they found a new big guy in Omos, and they didn't need Braun anymore. Well, it looks like they found another big guy in, in Odyssey Jones. He's similar build and look and style-ish to, to Bronson Reed, but he's taller than Bronson Reed. The thing I've been told recently is, yeah, Bronson Reed looks big, but he's actually kind of short. 
and Vince is not into short guys right now. Well, they've got their big, thick, taller dude in Odyssey Jones. Who has been working dark matches on the main roster? Odyssey Jones. I've been told that Vince may have been may have taken a liking to this guy. So Vince sees Bronson Reed. Vince sees Odyssey Jones. Vince says, stature-wise, build-wise, they're similar. Which one do we keep? The taller one, unfortunately. Looks like we had Boa versus Drake Maverick. They made a huge big deal that Mei Ying actually got off of her throne and stood at ringside for this match. Maverick was getting manhandled early, but he came back with a dive to the outside. Ying then spat mist in the eyes of Drake Maverick. Maverick walked into a roundhouse kick, and Boa scored the pinfall victory. So, we'll see where this goes with Boa. No Zaylee. Lee. Zia Lee's been working dark matches on the main, so I don't know if she's done in NXT or if they just didn't want her. I, I can't say that. They just didn't want to bring her out this week because it's weird that they didn't have her, even just in Boa's corner. We got more Index and Gargano's. Wacky dinner skits continue. Johnny poorly disguised himself as a waiter with a fake mustache. He approached Indian Dexter with a cake. The unwritten rule in pro wrestling is someone getting that cake to the face. Uh, Hartwell busted Gargano for spying on them. He fought over the cake and it was sent into Loomis's face. It's supposed to be comedy, but it wasn't really funny. A prime target video hyped up Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. Good stuff here. I hope like like with all the previous prime targets, we get a full prime target for this, even though this one probably wouldn't be as good as some of the previous ones because the build is so short and there's not really there's not really a backstory to it for a prime for a full prime target. So I'd like to see where this goes. But next week the two will meet face to face before their big match at takeover. Then we move on to our main event. It was Ilya Dragunov against Pete Dunne. And when I say this match was a banger, I mean this match was an absolute total fucking banger. I loved this match. So it began with some grappling, and the grappling was fucking fantastic. And the match just only kept getting better. So Dunn hit some kicks and a hard slap early on. Dragunov answered back moments later with a stiff lariat. Dragunov fired up into a flurry of offense. He jumped off the middle rope with a flying knee. On a second high-risk move, Dunn nailed Dragunov with an uppercut in midair. From there, the match went through a picture-in-picture break. Dunn was working over Dragunov when the show returned. Despite getting booted in the face, Dragunov fought back to trade strikes with Dunn. A great counter and some exchanges here leading to a double-down spot. More great counters and reversals, which led to them trading near falls here in the middle of the match. Then the counters just kept on coming. These men would try to do something, and they'd get countered. And they try to do something, they get countered. Dragunov then hit a deadlift powerbomb and got a two off of it. More two counts were traded here, but Dunn kept kicking out. Dragunov kept kicking out. Dunn then went for the bitter end, but it was countered by Dragunov. Dunn kept targeting the arm, but Dragunov kept fighting back and executed a deadlift German suplex for yet another near fall. There's a senton bomb off the top rope by Dragunov as well, when all of a sudden, 
The NXT UK champion Walter would make his way out on the stage. This distracted Dragunov. Gunn tried for a bitter end after a sneak attack. Dragunov fought him off and countered the bitter end. Dragunov went for a torpedo Moskua, mas but Gunn blocked the attempt. Gunn then delivered a bitter end and pinned Ilya Dragunov. After the match, Walter would jump into the ring, had a brief little stare down with Dunn like, we've done this before. We need to do this again. Walter then went after Dragunov, but Dragunov countered one of his moves into an arm drag. Dragunov then hit Walter with Tornado Masqua, which knocked Walter out of the ring. Dragunov then posed in the middle of the ring with the NXT UK title as the champion looked up from ringside and the show went off the air. I thought this was a great ending to say, hey, Dragunov? He ain't going to be taken lightly. He's just not going to let Walter come out here and beat him down. No. He's got some game. He's got some tricks as well when it comes to the dominant, dominant champion. But with that, that was NXT. I thought overall the show was pretty good, especially once we got into that second hour. Now, I want to hear what you guys have to think. Remember, you can text into the show 510-906-1341, or you can put a super chat in the live chat on Twitter, on YouTube with your questions and comments to be read. But as far as the polls do go, on Twitch, 50% of you liked tonight's NXT, or 25-25, thought it was all right, and didn't like it. As far as... The YouTube poll, 68% of you liked tonight's show, 10% didn't, and 22% thought it was just all right. But before we get to the text messages, I do want to tell you that tonight's podcast, tonight's NXT review, is brought to you by Homage. Need vintage wrestling shirts? Then head over to homage.com slash WWE. They've got everything you need. One thing you'll notice about their shirts is the quality and the comfort. Plus, they have a sizable collection of not just WWE designs, but all kinds of different designs as well. Basically, they're going to become your next favorite t-shirt brand also use code pwunlimited15 at checkout and get 15% off of your purchase plus use the link in the description below to just to support us here at pro wrestling unlimited you can use the link in the description below or go to pwunlimited.co slash homage and that will help us when you go and check out all the shirts on the homage website remember head over to homage.com Get some of them cool wrestling t-shirts and use the code PWUNLIMITED15 at checkout to get 15% off of your next order. That's PWUNLIMITED15 for 15%. But with that, pull up the text messages. Or as the texts do go, <clears throat> First one here states, da, da, da. really impressed with Gigi Dolan. Your thoughts on Raquel and Dakota Kai at TakeOver? Any plans for Casey Catanzaro? If there were plans for Casey Catanzaro, they would have been done by now. Like, she's been around for a little bit too long to not be utilized. Also, as far as Raquel and Dakota, I think we're, I would have said a week ago, that put that belt on Dakota, but they've been using Dakota on the main roster. 
Maybe she loses and moves up. I would like to see Dakota win the title, though. Or says, do you think Roman Reigns goes to Raw in the upcoming draft? No, because he's the they're not they're not flipping them titles around. They're not doing that kind of thing in the draft. No, he stays on SmackDown. I think Fox would be pissed if they moved him off of SmackDown. Or says, I wish Johnny Gargano Dexter Loomis segment would just go away and never come back. It's so boring. I love the Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly segment. Those two were great promos. Kyle's a good promo. I wouldn't call Kyle great. Adam Cole, fan, freaking, fucking, tastic. I think Adam Cole is one of the best promos in all pro wrestling. Again, that's why he's like tied for my favorite wrestler right now. Like my, like I said earlier, my favorite wrestlers right now in pro wrestling are Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. If I had to rank my favorite wrestlers of all time, it would be Stone Cold, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Randy Orton, Adam Cole. No specific order. Okay, Fonzie says it's called the Tornado. Torne- Torpedo Moscow. Okay. I thought I heard someone tonight say Torpedo Moscow or Moscow or something like that. I thought they said Moscow. Thank you for, for the clarification. Also, Chase Douglas as well. Torpedo Moscow. Gotcha. I heard it wrong then on television. Final text message here says, Having Pete Dunn beat Ilya Dragunov with NXT 36 so close was an idiotic move. Yeah, it was, but you can justify it saying, well, they made Dragunov look strong against Walter after. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't think Walter loses, plus they did the whole tease of Walter and Dunn for that title, so I think Walter retains the title against Dragunov and then gets challenged by Pete Dunn. So we'll see how that all goes, but that is going to wrap up tonight's review of NXT on the USA Network. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. We'll be live again, same place, same time tomorrow night for AEW Dynamite. Yeah, it's just straight up Dynamite. No fight for the fallen, fighter fest, homecoming tagline. Nope, tomorrow's just purple and purple and red, regular Dynamite. So with that, guys, have a great night. Now we'll see you next time.